Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program.
J.M. and the A.M. The Darva Dar done by 613. Before that, Beni off of their album, Yesh Chadash. Uh, A.K.A. Palo with a whole collection. Yehi Shalom, Eitz Chaim, Gam Kielach, and Hine Matov off of Adaptation. Of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. J.M. and the A.M. for a Thursday on this July 12th, the 29th of Tammuz. It's Erever Shodesh. Today is Yom Kippur Katan, Erev Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av. Yeah, Rosh Chodesh and the nine days begins tonight. What time is sunset in uh, <laughs> the annual tradition, looking up what time sunset is? Because one may need to go Thursday night and Friday without meat. <laughs> Let's see if we can figure this out. Hang on. Uh, sunset's at 828. So you have until 8.28 tonight in the New York area to have your uh, pre-Shabbos Kugel and Shalant and Kishka. And then that would be it for that. 71 degrees outside with 78% humidity. Winds are west at 3 miles per hour. Partly cloudy today with a high temperature of 82. And then tonight, clear skies, although 68. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and a high temperature of 84. Hmm. Cooler out there. Uh, 79 in Yerushalayim. That's it. Nice looking day in Yerushalayim. 49 degrees up in Guilford, New York. Wow, our friends at Camp Missoura are getting ready for visiting day. I wonder what the visiting day weather is like up there, up in Guilford, New York, for this coming Sunday. Lots of camps have visiting day this coming Sunday. Let's see what the schedule calls for up there. 
So they're expecting a uh, nice-looking day Shabbos. Ooh, not, that's not true. They have a 60% chance of uh, precipitation on Shabbos. Hmm, let's hope that improves by Sunday. Sunday, partly cloudy, a high of 83. Doesn't look like much rain in the forecast for Sunday. All right, looking forward to seeing everybody up at Camp Masora. By the way, you know the usual uh, custom, maybe that's the wrong word, the usual occurrence or the usual myth, depending on how you look at it, of the uh, nine days being the the hottest week of the year. You know that whole thing? Uh, It looks like this year it ain't going to happen. It looks like this year the worst of our summer weather, at least the worst of the July weather, has passed in terms of the high temperatures, and that next week, through Tishabov, uh, we are looking at temperatures in the mid-80s. So that 90-plus rumor or um, tradition <laughs> of the nine days looks like it won't happen this year. Anyway, it's Erev Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av. As we said, tomorrow starts the uh, nine days officially. We'll probably stay in our three weeks format because it's Erev Shabbos and go through our regular Friday show and then kick off our uh, nine days format next week. And um trying to think what else I have to say about that. Oh, yeah, on Monday, part of our nine days format, I will play at 8 o'clock Monday morning uh, my father's eulogy of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, which is always a quote-unquote big hit during our nine days format. It was actually delivered during the nine days back on the uh, 3rd of Av 24 years ago. Uh, so we'll have that for you uh, coming up on... Uh, on Monday morning right here at JM in the AM. By the way, Project Witness uh, last night uh, premiered the uh, the film Roja uh, that we had uh, spoken about on the air with both uh, Mrs. Lichtenstein of Project Witness and Guy Orman, the, um, the documentarian. You can go to projectwitness.org for information, projectwitness.org. So now that it's officially been debuted, now that it's, it's officially had its premiere, it's showing tonight at 7.30 p.m., in Chicago, it's showing Sunday, this coming Sunday, at the Unusual of Hillcrest at 7.30 p.m. and at the White Shul at 8 p.m. This coming Monday for women at Yeshiva of Spring Valley on Monday night. Uh, in Flatbush this coming Monday night uh, for, for both men and women at Kahal B'nai Avraham Yaakov on Avenue N. That starts at 8 p.m. Tuesday night of the nine days in Lakewood at Yeshiva Archos Chaim. In the Five Towns Tuesday night at the Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst. Wednesday, the 18th of July, in the Catskills at Camp Tubby for women and girls. Uh, they'll show that at 2 p.m. and 4.30 p.m. And then again at 7.30 p.m., three showings for women that day. In Borough Park on Wednesday for women and girls at Terrace Golda and for men at Lipschitz Hall. Uh, that's 5 and 8 p.m. for the women and that's 8 p.m. for the men. And then Thursday, July 19th at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills at 8 o'clock and in Baltimore down at the Base Yaakov Building on Smith Avenue at 7.30 p.m. So the entire Project Witness schedule is available. If you go to projectwitness.org, projectwitness.org, and the brand-new film, now that it's premiered, now that it's had its debut, is going to be making its rounds, as I just said, uh, with that very hefty schedule. Uh, try during the uh, nine days period to see it when it comes to your area. J.M. in the A.M., as we've been telling you, a very, very busy month of July. Hard to believe because July is uh, traditionally not that busy, especially when three out of the four weeks is the nine days. I understand that. I understand that it's hard to believe, but I could also give you 
firsthand testimony to the fact that um, that this coming uh, fourth week of July is in fact going to be extremely, extremely busy. Many of you are aware of the fact that on Tisha B'Av itself, there are many Tisha B'Av programs here at the Nahum Siegel Network. We are going to be presenting the live Tisha B'Av program from the New Springville Jewish Center on Saxon Avenue in Staten Island. It's free admission. Men and women are invited. Starts at 8.20 with Shachris. Then Kinnis will be explained by Rabbi Eliyahu Sonnenschein, by Shlomo Schwartz, by Rabbi Moshe Faskowitz. Um, thoughts about Tisha B'Av will be delivered starting at 12.15 p.m. with Mayor Simcha Siegel and Rabbi Aaron Raps. You can watch the entire program at NahumSiegel.com and, of course, listen to it on our website, on the app, and via our listen line. For information about the new Springville Jewish Center, 718-983-8063, 718-983-8063 for information. Don't forget, later in the day, Project Inspire on Tisha B'Av has a topic called We Need You, Stepping Up and Taking Responsibility. Uh, starting at 7 p.m., a Tisha B'Av live streaming talk show featuring Charlie Harari and the Project Inspire staff. It's free of charge on a bunch of websites, including us right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Information, radio at projectinspire.com, radio at projectinspire.com. The next night, we are at the uh, Queens uh, Hatzalah event. The Chavra Hatzalah of Queens has their premier men's event starring Ohad and the Yedidim Choir. With the Aaron Teitelbaum Orchestra, the Symphonic Orchestra from Aaron Teitelbaum at the Queen's Museum, with a lavish grand barbecue, raffles, wine tasting, and more, bbq at queenshatsala.org, bbq at queenshatsala.org, or 917-717-2131 for information. We head to Israel with Nefesh Benefesh. We uh, do the Nefesh Benefesh show, air it for everybody on the final... Wednesday of July. Then Thursday morning, our show from Yom NCSY. On Friday, our show from the NCSY summer programs. And then Sunday, we are back for our visit to Camp Hask at the Hask Experience Day on the 29th of July. That's when the public is invited to come up and visit Camp Hask. And keep in mind that anybody out there who would like to uh, designate a shout-out a shout-out for our Yeoman CSY show or for the Hask show, all you got to do is send an email with the subject line saying shout-out NCSY or shout-out Hask and send it to Nahum at NahumSiegel.com if you have a staff member or a camper who is um, going to be at one of those locations with us. Again, it's Nahum at NahumSiegel.com, Nahum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at NahumSiegel, N-A-C-H-U-M, S-E-G-A-L. Dot com. More coming up. It's a Thursday, three weeks format. Erev Rosh Chodesh. Nine days begin tonight, just after uh, 8.25 p.m. in the New York area. Plenty more happening on this Thursday. You are listening to JM in the AM. But 
Wenn er ist gewähnt, ein Kind von fünf Jahren alt. 
In einer von den letzten Sachen, wo sein Tat hat ihm gesucht, ist gewesen Fasertiere. Er hat ihm Zigarrief mir gesucht, mein Tat ist ruhig gut. Sollst du wissen, als meine Tage sind gezählt. Aber sollst du wissen, als er viele, wenn ich bin, ich du, hast du noch allzeit Tat im Himmel, wem du kannst eibig sich durchreden, im Beten, wo es dein Herz wird begehen. In also hat der Heilige Vashem Tov in ausgelehrten Samtemiden von Deure, Deure. Als wenn immer einer hat Zara, der Agnes Neifisch, und er will geholfen werden, dann soll er ausreden sein Herz und Taten im Himmel. In der Fahrlamme schreien, denn die Yeah.
Yiskarim, done by the Meshurim Choir. Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. You heard Yerushalayim and Koach and Imamarti from Barry Weber, 613 at Shirul Lamelech in there. Thursday morning, Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for Thursday is next. We say Boker Tov from Jam Nam. Galitzal Ashaa Shtaim Shalom Rav Kan Rani Avnai Imash Koray Achshav. Klitai Shel Tzal Yara Samuch Lechulia Sheshigra Baloney Tavera Katavenu Hatzvei Tzachid Abush. Lifnei Zman Katzar Takaf Tzal Beazah Besamuch Lechulia Sheshigra Baloney Vafifunei Tavera Bitzfon Aretzua. Medubar Beiri Azara Nosaf Beli Nifgaim. Meaz Abokir Nirshemu Mispar Srefot Beotef Azaket Otsam Meafifonim. Besach Akol Bishlosha Chotchei Teror Atzatot Nirshemu Meal Elef Srefot Shekilu Meal Ishloshim Elef Dunamim. הדיון בוועדת הפנים של הכנסת בעניין ניצב ברית מן בחקירות נתניהו בוטל. הבוקר הורה היועץ המשפטי לממשלה מנדלבליט בנציגי רשויות אכיפת החוק שלא להתייצב לדיון מחשש לפגיעה בחקירות ראש הממשלה. יושב ראש הוועדה, חבר הכנסת יואב קיש מהליכוד אמר, אפעל להקמת ועדת חקירה. מהרגע שקבעתי את הדיון להיום ניסו גורמים במערכת אכיפת החוק לעצור אותו ולבטל אותו. אפעל להקמת ועדת חקירה ממלכתית לבחינת זיהום החקירות נגד ראש הממשלה ורעייתו. נושא ניגוד העניינים של ריטמן חייב להיבדק. עקב כך הדיון היום בשלוש יידחה. שר הביטחון ליברמן קורא לסגור את שגרירות ישראל באירלנד במחאה על החוק שמקדם הפרלמנט בדבלין להחרמת מוצרים משטחים כבושים, כולל מההתנחלויות ביהודה ושומרון. בציוץ בחשבון הטוויטר שלו כתב ליברמן, אין טעם לזמן את שגרירת אירלנד בישראל לשיחת נזיפה עם עוכרי ישראל, אין מה להתדיין. לא נפנה את הלחי השנייה למי שמחרים אותנו, כך ליברמן. צעיר בן 17 נהרג בתאונת עבודה במשחטה בשלומי, כתבנו קובי מנדל.
נשיא ארצות הברית טראמפ מצהיר כי וושינגטון עודנה מחויבת לברית הצבאית נאטו. השגנו התקדמות אדירה בשיחות היום, הבהרתי למנהיגי נאטו שלא הייתי מרוצה מהמצב הקודם, כעת אנו מרוצים מאוד. נאטו חזקה ועוצמתית הרבה יותר משהייתה לפני יומיים, כך טראמפ בפסגת הברית בבריסל. דיווחים בספרד, נשיא קטלוניה המודח קרלס פודשדמון יוסגר מגרמניה, כתבת חדשות החוץ אינן טונוב. על פי התקשורת הספרדית, בית משפט בגרמניה החליט להסגיר את פודשדמון בגין עבירות כספים ולא בגלל ניסיון המרדה. פודשדמון שועקת בגרמניה אחרי שנמלט מהשלטונות במדריד בעקבות ניסיונו להכריז על עצמאות חבל קטלוניה. הביא העולם בכדורגל, בקרואטיה חוגגים את ההעפלה לגמר מול צרפת שיארך ביום ראשון. שגרירת ישראל בקרואטיה זינה קלייטמן סיפרה לעידן קוולר ובוני גינצבורג ועושים ספורט על האווירה שם. לא ישנו פה כל הלילה, זיקוקי דינור, שרים במדרכות, אווירה של שמחה, מה שמאוד חשוב זה כבוד הלאומי. אני אומנם מזדהה עם קרואטיה, אבל אני עדיין מייצגת את מדינת ישראל, ולצערנו אין לנו את הקבוצה שלנו. מזג האוויר אצלנו לסופש, היום ומחר ללא שינוי בטמפרטורות, בשבת תחול התחממות. אלה החדשות שערכו ניתאי ענבי ויוסי אסולין.
song in a three-week selection, but uh, hey, why not? Uh, don't we uh, Don't we sort of combine the two formats, Sphere in three weeks? Uh, Mendy Werdiger with Vitaher. You heard Viserov done by the Nigun Choir. Tzvi Silberstein had you did Nefesh. We stand as one. That was Cole Zimra, of course, here at JM and the AM. Thursday morning on this 12th of July, the 29th of Tammuz. Guess what? It's Erev Rosh Chodesh. Tonight begins Rosh Chodesh Av. It'll be a one-day Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh Av today, or rather tonight and uh, tomorrow. Today is Yom Kippur Katan, 71 degrees outside with 78% humidity. Winds are west at 3 miles an hour. Partly cloudy today with a high temperature of 82. Then tonight, clear skies, a low 68. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high temperature of 84 degrees. You shall lie right now at 79 up in Guilford, New York. Our friends at Camp Missora enjoying 49-degree weather. We're at 71 here. In uh, New York City, as we say good morning at JM in the AM. 
Um, it's interesting that the nine days begin tonight, and uh, <laughs> I was this would actually be a good routine if I was in the mood to really have some fun on the air. Um, the Views magazine, our good friend Ari Hirsch and company, uh, has a, a special Catskills edition. Comes out a few times during the summer up in the Catskills region. And the first 20 to 25 pages of this week's nine days issue uh, is chock full of nine days menu uh, opportunities. I don't know how many restaurants there were, 10, 15, maybe 20, who knows. Different choices of, uh, of uh, people with nine days menus, obviously dairy restaurants that normally have a quote-unquote nine days menu as well. And we could literally, we could flip through that whole thing and just talk about what's available in the Catskills as the nine days begin tonight. Yeah, you get up to the Catskills too late tonight, it's going to be too late to uh, have a nice meat meal. You're going to be uh, you're going to be in the dairy boat. You'll have made your bed in a dairy bed. I'm just looking at it right now. Uh, literally, the Kosher Inn Pizza and Dairy. That's the one on Main Street in Woodburn. Then you have Nature's Delight, your nine days headquarters on Route 42 in Monticello. Uh, you have a, a Simply Sushi Mobile. There's actually a truck that goes around with sushi. That's pretty cool. There's Brooklyn Brick Oven Pizza. That's available in Lock Sheldrake on State Route 52. That's already three restaurants in the first few pages of this thing. Yeah, I didn't expect to do this, but this is too much fun, frankly. Uh, then you have uh, Main Pizza, uh, Main Street Pizza. Uh, that's located, it looks like, uh, where's the address on this one? I think it's, oh, it's South Fallsburg, Main Street in South Fallsburg. Uh, what else do you have here? Pizza de Pie, your nine days headquarters. That's in Kayamisha Lake. So that's five or six already. Uh, Feller's Woodridge Pizza and Cafe. They got a big menu, by the way. They really have a big menu. Um, what else do we have here? Nine days menu. Scop- oh, that's a supermarket. That's a supermarket touting the fact that they have plenty of delicious dairy items. King Sushi, Levy's Restaurant. Where is that? Um, trying to see where it is. Swan Lake. That's in Swan Lake, New York. Uh, Bravo Pizza and Sushi Meshuga at Center One in Woodridge. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's amazing. Le Brick. Oh, that's a new Muncie falafel place. I don't know if that counts in terms of what I'm trying to prove with the Catskills. So what was that? That was like 10 of them? In the first 25 pages, you had 10, I think it was 10, uh, 10 choices in the Catskill region of where to go once uh, the clock strikes 8.28 p.m. sunset tonight and the nine days begin. We have visiting days Sunday, so uh, our entire menu is going to be uh, dairy. Uh, often on visiting day, you know, Camp Missouri will have a nice barbecue and stuff, but obviously that's not going to be happening. Uh, this Sunday, but we are looking forward to being up there. And I know a lot of camps in the region have a uh, have visiting day this coming Sunday. Enjoy, everybody. Visiting day is always great. Always a fantastic opportunity. And um, I hope everybody will enjoy. Thursday morning broadcast. Again, the nine days begin tonight. Meanwhile, um, we're going to go to Rabbi Goldwasser, and we have uh, special guests who are going to be calling in as well here at JM and the AMs. That'll all be coming up 
uh, later on, actually in the next few minutes here at JMN. I keep reminding everybody, and for good reason, that uh, we're going to be going from our three weeks format to a nine days format. I don't think we're going to make that transition tomorrow. After all, it's Erev Shabbos. No reason not to keep the Akabella Erev Shabbos elections going. Uh, but certainly starting next week, you'll hear it. JM Sunday with Matis on Sunday morning. Monday, uh, we'll get into our nine days format, and we will include a Monday show. My father's eulogy of the Lubavitcher Rebbe will do that on uh, Monday at 8 a.m. It's always a big hit, frankly. So we'll have that for you coming up this coming Monday here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Chinuch the education of children, is one of the hottest topics today. How do we correct a child? How do we set the child on the proper path? How do we give them encouragement? Certainly, negativity and criticizing the children will have a detrimental effect. Being overly critical creates many problems, educationally, developmentally, and otherwise. It's also very difficult to reverse. Recently, a wealthy businessman came from London with $100,000 in cash. Along the way, he was accosted by three thieves who demanded his money or otherwise they would kill him. The Yid tried to engage them in discussion. He saw that one was the leader, so he turned to him and he said, I see you are a person who has many talents. You look like an understanding, intelligent person. Why do you need the money? The guy looked shocked by the question, and he answered, I need the money in order to buy drugs. How much do you need exactly? asked the businessman. He said he needs $50. The man gave him $100. He said, here's double what you need, but please leave me alone. Miraculously, these words were effective. The thief took the hundred, and he left along with the other two. The next day, the Yid comes to Shul, and he sees the leader of the thieves standing in the doorway, waiting for him. He said to himself, he must have come to demand the rest of the money now. However, The young man explained, I told you I needed $50 and you gave me $100. I would like to return the $50 that I didn't use. The Yid asked him, Could you tell me what's changed from the day before? Yesterday you wanted to steal all my money and today you're returning the extra $50. The thief replied, I'm 27 years old and until today... I never heard from anyone that I'm a good person. No one ever told me that I made a positive impression. You are the first one who ever said these words to me. The encounter turned me around, and I decided it's not right for me to steal your money. I will eventually try to even return the money that I did take from you to buy the drugs. As it says in the Megillah, as much as a person possibly can, they should speak with positive words, always looking to encourage and to inspire. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning on this era of Rosh Chodesh. That's right. The nine days begin tonight. Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av begins this evening. Welcome to a Thursday, and thanks for joining us here at J.M. in the A.M. There's a book out there entitled Uvacharta Bachayim, Life or Death, Facing End-of-Life Issues in the Modern World. Life or Death is a much-needed response to society's changing values. In this easy-to-read yet powerful volume, readers will acquire clarity on the Torah's views about end-of-life issues and gain motivation and direction as to what each of us can and should do to save a life. It's a Mosaic of Press release. It's distributed by Feldheim. It's written by Rabbi Tanchum Burton. Rabbi Burton is with us live via telephone. He is a um, He has worked in clinical 
educational and chaplaincy settings for over two decades. He has been a presenter at mental health conferences and training workshops internationally. In addition, he's written Torah curricula on many subjects which are used by rabbis around the world. Rabbi Tanchum Burton, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Thank you, Nachum. How are you doing? Baruch Hashem. With Rabbi Burton this morning is our good friend, Zael Newman. Reb Zael, of course, is from Toronto, Canada. That's where he's speaking to us from this morning. In addition to his amazing professional life, many of you are familiar with his musical career and the uh, impact he has had over many, many decades in so many venues. But today we talk about his community and his charity, uh, where he has been uh, such a, uh, a stalwart member uh, and force for so many years. He's worked with numerous charitable projects for needy people on behalf of uh, widows, orphans, handicapped children, the sick, and the needy in Toronto and beyond. He's a member of Toronto's Beaker Holland, the Jewish Volunteer Services, where he serves Jewish patients at Sunnybrook and other medical facilities. His newest book, A Light in the Dark, A Guide to the Traditional Jewish Practice of Visiting the Sick, is based on his many years of experience in the field. Reb Zale, welcome to JM in the AM. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Nachum. You're such a mitzvah man. Thank you so much for doing this <laughs> and uh, for what you've been doing for so many years. It's just great. Really. I, I appreciate that. You, you took me back with that statement. Thank you, Reb Zale. Uh, Rabbi Burton, uh, it, it might be an unusual way to start this conversation, but one might think that a, a book that deals with end-of-life issues in the modern world would be one of the thickest volumes of the day. And yet, you take care of this entire topic in just over 50 pages. Why? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that we take care of the entire topic, all of its halakhic intricacies and, and, and nuances in 50 pages. I think what we're trying to accomplish in those 50 pages is to raise consciousness about growing trends uh, with regard to uh, right to die, Torah values vis-a-vis that, what, what are current medical practices, what are, what are the growing trends in uh, the contemporary healthcare world, and how that either, either uh, conflicts with our values or might uphold our values, what to do in situations where we find ourselves on a collision course with the values of the contemporary world, how to advocate um, and how to take the case further. That's really what we're doing in these 50 pages. Uh, Reb Zale, I mean, I would guess, and again, we, we spoke about this literally for seconds before this morning's conversation, but I would guess it was your um, uh, frequency in hospitals being up close and personal with a lot of these situations, which started to alarm you in terms of the way the Jewish community began to drift towards society's view of some of these things. Does that sort of describe the way this project began? Yes, I think it's perfect. If those of us who are in Beaker Cullen, who are in hospitals or hospital situations almost every day, we found two things. One is changes in law, and Canada is one of the countries where the family no longer has the choice whether they want to prolong life or so-called pull the plug. The law gives it to doctors. And... Um, the second thing is there's a change in values, and I found that our from community got caught up in the change in values because they're just they're not well educated in this area. So, as an example, uh, in palliative care and in Toronto, 
They just changed the definition a few months ago from someone who is to have six months left to live. Now it's someone with a year left to live. They will not officially treat the patient for anything but pain. So if a person had a MISA, Yenna MISA, they have cancer, and they said, well, you only have a year left to live. We're not giving you any more cancer medicine. We'll just give you pain and their medicine. And they're literally killing people, literally. And we've had uh, four court cases here in Toronto, of which two sided with the patient. And the most two recent ones sided uh, with the doctor against the patient, and they pulled the plug against the patient's will. Zale, you and I both know people that were given a year to live who lived God knows how much longer than that. So um, uh, we have a number of stories from our experience that uh, Rabbi Burton has put into this book. Uh, just a fast story, but before I begin, I just want to tell you what happened less than a half hour ago in the base of Medrash where I learn in the morning. There's a cancer doctor, very senior, and he told me that he will no longer take primary care responsibility for a patient because the law is against Torah, and he cannot compromise his values. So he will assist another doctor in treating the patient, but he will not take the responsibility anymore because of the law in Canada, which says essentially they are now murdering people and encouraging people to kill their sick and elderly relatives. So one story is this, where uh, a number of months ago, it was a Thursday afternoon, I was called to the hospital, and uh, the woman had a serious illness, a woman about 70, 72 years old, and the doctor, a Jewish doctor, was encouraging the family, let us pull out all the feeding tubes and liquid tubes, let her just leave the world. That would be the greatest chesed that you could do for her, take her out of her pain. In the meantime, I just had a visit. We were laughing and had a deep conversation, and we worked with the family. The family said, no, we will not agree. This is before the new law went in in Toronto. And he said, okay, we'll see what happens. She's not going to make it through the weekend. They had a very beautiful Shabbos in the hospital. On Monday, the hospital kicked her out because they said, look, we will not treat her anymore. She has to go to a different hospital where they have palliative care. She switched to a different hospital, which happens to be the one where I'm in, I'm involved with Dicker Cholim there. And the doctor there said, you know, she doesn't have much time left, but I'm going to try a new medicine, and let's see what happens. To make a long story short, Nachum, two weeks later, she went home. She began to do her art again. She's a very fine artist. She began to get so strong, she played tennis again. And for the next year, while being treated, she had the wedding of two Anaklach, and she saw three uh, great-grandchildren born, and her illness did come back, and she left the world about 14 months later, but she had 14 months of unbelievable life, including five big simchas and many beautiful Shabbosim and Yom Tovim and maybe hundreds of thousands of mitzvahs, and all because the family stood up to the new view that we should uh, terminate life if someone is ill or potentially in pain. And that's why we went to Rabbi Burton to write this book. Absolutely horrifying. Uh, not to sound too selfish, but is it is it close to the same south of the border? What's it like in the U.S.? 
So I'd like Rabbi well, Burton did a, a good survey. Go ahead, Rabbi Burton. I, I can address t- that, please. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, there are six states right now that uh, where where euthanasia, where physician-assisted suicide is legal. Um, but besides assisted suicide, there are already book law, laws on the books. There is a statute in Texas that actually was uh, was created in uh, in 1999 and then uh, and then amended in 2003, if I'm not mistaken, where basically it's Chapter 66 of the Texas Health and Safety Code. I'm reading now from a from a law blog of an attending physician disagrees with a surrogate over a life and death treatment decision. There must be an ethics committee consultation. In a fut- in a futility case such as Son Hudson, Son Hudson was a six month old whose whose life was terminated in nineteen in two thousand five, in which the treatment team is seeking to stop treatment deemed to be non-beneficial. The ethics committee agrees with the team. The hospital will be authorized to discontinue the disputed treatment after they give a 10-day delay for, for appeal. But the point is, is that there is precedent now where doctors and hospitals, medical ethics committees, consider a person's case to be what's called medically futile to take unilateral action, even over the objections of the family. You know, so I, people are not aware of these things. I mean, these are these are these are things that happen at the legal level, and very few people are, are thumbing through legal texts and, and 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 keeping their eye on on the developments. So they're not aware that that there's already a structure in place to allow these things to happen until it's basically too late. Uh, this is not a criticism; it's a question. Uh, Ribzale, are there rabbinic groups and organized Jewish organizations that are taking up this cause, that are knocking on the doors in Washington and Ottawa to try to uh, stem the tide, so to speak? We found that for the most part, people are really unaware (laughs) until they're in a circumstance where a doctor walks into their room, they're sitting in intensive care or in a cancer ward, or palliative care ward, and a doctor comes in, uh, usually an intensivist, and says, here's the best thing you can do, or here's what we want to do. And then either they want to stop treatment or pull the plug on a breathing machine, or in the new world, they will actually administer a needle and take the person's life within a few moments. So in uh, Canada, there is not uh, a rabbinic group, and I think that most rabbis are not yet aware of what is happening. Again, a reason that we made this book. I think that families and regular people are not at all aware until it's much too late and then they're so overwhelmed and tired and confused and they're so used to trusting a doctor that uh, they make the wrong halachic decision. In New York, there is a large organization, but in our book, what we would want... uh, people to come out and and understand is that a the torah believes in life and b that they should consult their rub and then it is the rub's job to go to a senior rub to seek uh wherever he gets his halakhic advice in toronto and new york and eretz wherever his experts in gedolim live and uh there are rabbanim who know certainly we have in toronto let's say rab shlomo miller shlita he knows the halachas is very familiar, 
But on the ground and in the shuls, people have to be aware that they have to go and ask as opposed to listen. But um, there isn't uh, any formal organization here at all. Uh, with us live via telephone, both Rabbi Zael Newman and Rabbi Tanchum Burton. Rabbi Burton wrote the book of Archart Rabachayim, Life or Death. Facing end-of-life issues in the modern world. And by the way, Rabbi, Rabbi Burton, we should point out, uh, for those people that don't, um, that don't fully understand all of this, and I, under- and I understand that there are many out there who don't, um, w- I mean, we, we, sh- we should not, how do I put this? We, we should not um, uh, assume that great rabbinic decisors do not take everything into account when making these decisions, I mean, th- th- there are cases, and obviously there are halachic uh, situations uh, where where there are very very sensitive issues, and you know, one may decide, you know, with the family's wishes, so to speak. One may decide against the family's wishes, but but we should make it clear that it's not just a a black and white, you know, what does the halacha say issue. The the rabbi always takes into consideration everything the entire picture when making that decision. Would that be a fair statement? Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to make that clear because I, 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 there are people who fear going to a rabbi sometimes because they, they think that he won't have the sympathy or the, the mercy that they are so seeking for their relative. And, and I think we have to make it clear that these decisions by these rabbis, like the ones Ribzale mentioned, are done specifically with that in mind. They, they really do understand personally what the people are going through they just very often because we choose life must decide to you know to, to carry on so to speak that's true and i think and there are even cases frankly uh, in halacha where continuation of treatment is not always necessitated but i think that like like i said before this this 50 page book is not meant to be a comprehensive Guide to the halacha, right. so that a person can read this book and paskin out of it. Right. What it's what it's there to do is to reorient people to understanding what is the basic ethos in Judaism regarding these issues. That we favor life. That life is sacred. It's not just important. It's something that Hashem values, and that we have to do everything we can to save it. And that's the basic orientation that we need to have. The details, obviously, we need to consult Rabbanim, who are expert in these areas, and they will have certainly considered all of the various different nuances and intricacies of the situation. And they're also able, but, to, able to determine when someone is, as we would say in halacha, a goseis, you know, someone who's clearly dying, so to speak, or in the last moments or hours or, or days of their life, uh, pain and suffering, which is such a major concern for family members. Again, all of this is considered. Uh, but very often, if you would speak to the, and Zale, you could, I'm sure you could address this. If you would speak to the patient and speak to them about their pain and suffering, they would rather, in so many cases, go continue through the pain as long as they get to see their family members and participate in the things you mentioned earlier. And they, 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 they would continue with all the suffering God is giving them. If they're able to to do a few more mitzvahs, you know, each and every day that they live, I'm sure you would confirm that for us. I, I am never ceased to be amazed how much someone fights for life, even when they're first a shchiv meira, they're they're you know on, on death's doorstep, and then finally a goseis, 
even in their last moments. And I have my own experience where I said the final tefillahs with someone, and then they sat up and they smiled and they kept going for two more weeks. They yeah. got chizuk from the process. And others where we said the tefillahs and they smiled peacefully and we sang final songs in their room, but they left the world in a state of closeness to Hashem, you know, with the word Shema Yisrael on their lips. And then, of course, there are other times where someone's been on a breathing machine for a while, and that's why we have the Rabbanim to guide us as to what the doctor should do. In the book, Rabbi Burton puts many stories as well, real-life stories that we took off the floors of the hospitals here in Toronto, but there'll be the same stories in Eretz Yisrael and in New York and in Miami and in Los Angeles and everywhere else. Yeah. But it's just important to know that in right now in society, we're in a liberal Democrat society which says the individual can decide whatever feels right they should do. And that is exactly the opposite of the Torah view. And the Torah takes everything into consideration. And we have our Gedolim who are expert in this area. And we just want to awaken consciousness as to what's going on. There is a change in our society. There is a change in hospitals and medical schools in on palliative care wards and cancer wards. There's a change, and we need to be aware of it if we're going to take care of our relatives, ourselves, and our community. And by the way, you know, for, for, for younger people out there who may not have as much experience at this or haven't been around as long, who today, you know, look at physician-assisted suicide the way the general media does as, as you know, not such a bad thing. Imagine, do you remember, you don't have to imagine, do you remember 20, 25 years ago what the American attitude was toward physician-assisted suicide? It, it, it was looking at those physicians as they were completely crazy, as they were an anathema and, and just completely foreign to the, you know, to the genuine medical field. And today... I don't want to say it's become the norm, but it's certainly moving closer to it. Unfortunately, Nachum, I think it now is the norm in Western society. We see it in Scandinavian countries, in European countries. In England, a year ago, Pesach, a from family, had an 18-year-old daughter and, again, went to court, lost the court case, just like what happened here in Toronto uh, this year. And uh, the hospital chose to end the woman's life. Uh, because the court said that she is over 18. She's no longer in the ward and the guardianship of the parents. She belongs to herself now. She's an adult, so we'll decide, and we know what's better. They just had another case very recently in England, uh, not with a Jewish family, but another court case. And we've uh, we had a from, two from cases in court this year in Toronto. And... Um, it's now become a serious issue because society's feelings have changed to where it's a chesed now to end the life right. of either a sick person or an elderly person. They actually define it as over 80. And uh, they view it not as a chesed to the person, but a chesed to society will have more resources to give to other people, diametrically opposed to the high value of life and the fact that life is in Hashem's hands which are the Torah's view, and that's what Rabbi Burton brings in a book, that anyone could sit in a hospital and read this in two hours. Anyone could sit uh, up at the bungalow during the nine days and sit and read this, 
in in a couple of hours and get a very uh, important but quick appreciation of the Torah's viewpoint. I assume it's available everywhere. Ribzale, what should people do? Go to the Feldheim website, or is that the easiest way to do it? Well, <laughs> if you're in Canada, it's probably best to go to the Feldheim website. In America, I assume in, in New York, you know, every bookstore will have it, and the Feldheim website. And um, I, I think, in my opinion, every rub should read this. Every uh, family with an elderly parent should read it. And sooner or later, every Yid has to read it. We're not, we're not, have no profit motive to sell this book. That's not why we're doing this, is just to awaken consciousness to the from community and then to the overall Jewish community, because we'll talk to people that we see in the hospitals and our friends and business associates and give them the Torah viewpoint. And this is really and truly a large pikuach nefesh issue today. One of the biggest issues that people are unaware of, but every day, hundreds of Yidden are being killed in hospitals in the world today. All right. Um, Rabbi Burton does address when Biker Cholom becomes Bikuach Nefesh. He does address what I discussed earlier, physician-assisted suicide, euthanasia, etc. He does discuss ownership of one's life and body. He does discuss the topic of pain and suffering and also... The issue of ghost says what to do when someone is clearly dying. It, it, it's a 50-plus page book, everybody. It is it is short, worthwhile, to the point, and as you've been hearing over the last few minutes, it addresses one of the most important issues in 2018 Jewish and general society. The book is called Life or Death, Uvacharta Bachayim, Facing End-of-Life Issues in the Modern World. It's written by... Rabbi Tanchum S. Burton, B-U-R-T-O-N. Uh, we suggest you go to the Feldheim website or search for it online. Again, it's called Life or Death, Rabbi Tanchum S. Burton, B-U-R-T-O-N. Get it immediately. Make it part of your uh, summer reading and to read up on a very, very important issue. Rabbi Burton, a big yeshikoach. I, I, I knew it when we got it that this was important, but after today's discussion, now I see how vital this project really is. Kolakavod to you. Thanks for having us, Nahum. Reb Zale, um, phenomenal. What can I tell you? You're out there always wor- worrying about the uh, uh, the community and its issues and the difficulties that we are facing out there and what could possibly be more of an issue than, uh, than the medical community killing our people and people from other communities as well. Thanks so much for bringing this to our attention. My pleasure. Give Chodesh and... Um... You know, let this be in the a part of the work that we have to do during the nine days is worry about each other. That's right. And uh, someone who had elderly and ill parents, uh, I'm sensitive to the issue, and we just have to save as many lives and bring as much guidance and simcha to the families, knowing that they're doing the right thing is a deep level of simcha, and even in a tough time, it would be mechazek, as a Yidden, and that's really, in the end, what I would say this book is about. Right? Burton gives chizuk to families, to doctors, to rabbonim, when they're dealing with this very, very tough and difficult life issue. You know, Rabzel, i got to say one more thing. You, you know, because we're, we're close friends, you know that I've had very close relatives who've had very difficult endings, and, um, and, and it is so taxing and difficult with the emergency rooms and the hospitals and constantly you know, making it the, the priority in one's life and in one's family's life uh, to deal with the, with the patients and with the situations that they're in 
to add all of this that you just told us about, to add all of this horrifying experience to an already difficult experience, I cannot even imagine it. So whatever chesed we're doing, it's not just for the person, uh, frankly, that, that's being saved, but for the families and relatives of those who, who really need guidance, help, and a hand to be held through this process. So again, vote. thanks so much for joining us. And Rebzale makes a great point, by the way. The nine days, no more important time of year to really try to solidify our care of one for the other. A good time to read this book. Life or Death, Vacharta Bachayim, Facing End-of-Life Issues in the Modern World, by Tanchum Burton, B-U-R-T-O-N, is the author. Go to the Feldheim website or your local Judaica store. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Ha <laughs> I asked the man, I saw how many Jews in this town. He said to me, there used to be a minion around. But one of us passed away and we've been feeling down. Yet now it seems as though another Jew has been found. Won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? I stepped off the bus in Mobile, Alabama. The sun was slowly setting on the bay. Six o'clock on a summer Friday afternoon. Shabbos was an hour away. I walked around the town. 
was carried on a song. Whoa, I asked the man, I saw how many Jews in this town. He said to me, there used to be a million around. But one of us passed away and we've been feeling down. Yet now it seems as though another Jew has been found. Won't you stay? For Shabbos Minion Man. Oh, won't you stay with us for Shabbos Minion Man? Please, won't you stay with us for Shabbos Minion Man? JM in the AM with Schlacapella here on a JM in the AM uh, Thursday morning. Ten minutes after eight o'clock. Good morning. Nine days begin tonight. Rosh Chodesh Av is tonight. Keep that in mind. Boy, the three weeks flew by. <laughs> I know the three weeks uh, 
include the nine days. Uh, so the nine days begin tonight. Anybody in the New York area, New York City area, who wants to eat meat, make sure you eat before 828. I don't even know if that's a thing, frankly. But um, we always make a big deal about it anyway, so figure may as well mention it. Sunset at 828 tonight. So yesterday was the premiere of the uh, Russia documentary that we spoke to uh, Mrs. Ruth Lichtenstein and Guy Orman about last week. Now that it's had its premiere, now that the documentary has had its premiere, its debut, uh, it starts heading to local events between now and the 19th of July. So tonight, for instance, they're showing it in Chicago at 7.30 p.m. at Congregation KINS. This coming Sunday, it'll be shown in Queens at the Unusual of Hillcrest at 7.30 p.m. and in Far Rockaway at the White Shul at 8 p.m. Monday, this coming Monday, women and girls up in Muncie at the Yeshiva of Spring Valley at 8 o'clock. In Flatbush, it'll be shown at Kahal B'nai Avraham Yaakov, 2701 Avenue N, 8 p.m. this coming Monday. Tuesday, it'll be in Lakewood at Yeshiva Archos Chaim, starting at 8 p.m. In the Five Towns, Tuesday at the Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst at 7.30 p.m. Wednesday, it'll be up in the Catskills in Camp Tubby, three shows for the women, um, 2 p.m., 4.30 p.m., and 7.30 p.m. That's in Woodburn. In Borough Park on Wednesday, for women and girls at Ateris Golda on 50th Street at 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. For men at Lipschitz Hall on 14th Avenue at 8 p.m. Thursday, a week from today, in Queens at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills at 8 p.m. And in Baltimore at the Base Yaakov Building on Smith Avenue at 7.30 p.m. Information, you want to go to projectwitness.org, projectwitness.org, or dial 718-305-5244, 718-305-5244. Five two four four uh, for information. Uh, now we've been telling you that as we get closer and closer to um, Atishabov and closer and closer to the end of July, we have a lot of exciting and amazing programming going on. First of all, on Tishabov itself on Sunday, Tishabov, there'll be a live Tishabov program that we will air here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You'll have JM Sunday with Matis between seven and nine. Then at 9.15, the live Tisha B'Av program from the New Springville Jewish Center on Saxon Avenue in Staten Island. It's free admission. Men and women are invited. Kinos will be explained by Rabbi Elio Sonnenshine, Shlomo Schwartz, and Rabbi Moshe Faskowitz. Then at 12.15, thoughts about Tisha B'Av with Mayor Simcha Siegel and Rabbi Aaron Raps. That's all happening in our live Tisha B'Av program from the New Springville Jewish Center on Staten Island. Again, Shachris at 8.20. Kinnis at 9.15, Thoughts About Tisha B'Av at 12.15, and Mincha at 1.45. You can watch the entire program at NahumSiegel.com, and of course, listen on our website, on our app, and via the listen line. Information, it's 718-983-8063, 718-983-8063. Project Inspire at 7 p.m. on Tisha B'Av with Charlie Harari and the Project Inspire staff in a program called We Need You. Stepping Up and Taking Responsibility. It's free of charge. It's on a variety of websites, including ours, NahumSiegel.com, NahumSiegel Network. Information, you can email radio at projectinspire.com, radio at projectinspire.com. Then once Tisha B'Av ends, that's when our schedule really explodes, Baruch Hashem. Monday night, we'll be at the 2018 premier men's event for Queen Satsala. Ohad's in from Israel to perform with the Adidim Choir, the Aaron Tadabam Symphonic Orchestra, 
in an amazing event happening at the Queen's Museum. The Queen's Museum, 6.30 p.m. Monday night, the night after Tisha B'Av. And that is, uh, again, a Hatzala event with a lavish grand barbecue, raffles, wine tasting, and more. Information, 917-717-2131. 917-717-2131. Then we head to Israel. Our Nefesh Benefesh show will be Wednesday morning on JM in the AM. Our Yom NCSY show will be Thursday morning, JM in the AM. And our NCSY summer program show will be Friday morning on JM in the AM. And all of you are invited to tune in. Those of you who want to get shout-outs for the NCSY shows, if you know of staff members or campers who will be there, uh, we can include a shout-out to them in our broadcast, which will be really cool. Uh, just uh, send us an email and put the words shout out NCSY in the subject line. Shout out NCSY in the subject line. And um, and uh, if you send it to Nahum at NahumSiegel.com, again, Nahum at NahumSiegel.com, then we will have uh, that for our program in Israel. Uh, then don't forget that we'll be at Hask. We'll be up at Hask on the 29th of July. That is Sunday, the 29th of July for Hask Experience Day. Same thing when we broadcast from up there. If you want to get us a shout out in advance to somebody who's at Hask, camp, uh, camper or uh, or a staff member, it's the same thing. Send an email, nachomandnachomsegel.com and just put the camp Hask, uh, excuse me, put shout out Hask. That'll be the way to do it. Shout out Hask in the subject line. Shout out Hask in the subject line. Again, NachumandNachumSiegel.com, shout out Hask in the subject line. And don't forget, as we mentioned yesterday with Steve Cohen, on Wednesday, August the 1st, the Brooklyn Cyclones have kosher night. That's right, kosher night, Wednesday, August the 1st at 7 p.m. with pizza, sushi, baked ziti, poppers, hot dogs, deli sandwiches, and plenty more. It's a $10 every ticket in the house evening. Go to BrooklynCyclones.com slash tickets, BrooklynCyclones.com slash tickets. August 1st is kosher night at the Brooklyn Cyclones. All right, there you go. Plenty happening here on a um, on a Thursday morning broadcast. Oh, I want to remind you, I saw this because our friend Janet posted it on uh, on Facebook. Today at the Young Israel of Teaneck, they have the annual blood drive. It's in memory of Mary Schatz. Uh, all donors will receive a coupon for a free pint of chicken soup from Noah's Ark. That's cool. That's cool. A pint for a pint, huh? And it takes 10 minutes to save three lives, as they say, by giving a pint of blood. Go to the Young Israel of Teaneck's annual blood drive today. Starts at 3 p.m. at 868 Perry Lane in Teaneck, New Jersey. That's, of course, the Young Israel of Teaneck. Starts at 3 p.m. today, 3 p.m. today for the um, for the blood drive in memory of Mary Shatz. Go to 868 Perry Lane in Teaneck for the Young Israel of Teaneck, the blood drive between 3 and 9 p.m. today. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.
All right. Seems we're having an, a slight audio problem, which I'm hoping is going to be repaired very shortly. More coming up at JM in the AM. Sheer Soul and Imeshkachech here on a JM in the AM Thursday morning. Yom Kippur Kat on Erev Rosh Chodesh. That's right, Rosh Chodesh begins tonight. And it's Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av. So the nine days begins tonight. Our nine days format in earnest next week, of course, uh, including Monday when I um, uh, present my father's Hesped of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. That was delivered back in uh, the month of Menachem Av. In um, in uh, 24 years ago, 
So we'll have that at 8 o'clock in the morning this coming Monday. Very inspiring speech. Those of you who've never heard it, get ready. A very, very inspiring speech, I'm proud to say. And one that I hope you'll find both inspiring and, uh, and worthwhile. Uh, all right, let's see if we've gotten this uh, to repair itself. Had a little bit of an audio problem earlier with our main system here at JM and the AM. Let's see if things are working out now at JM and the AM. Hmm. Still seems to be a problem. All right. I guess we'll be patient for a moment. There we go. Schlockapella. <laughs> We're back in business at JM and the AM. Well, you got me yearning for the learning, reaching for the teaching. Barbanel, ba 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 barbanel, ba 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 barbanel, Went to a shear, thought it would be clear. Saw Barbanel, now I'm learning for a year of Barbanel. Ba 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 Barbanel, Barbanel, ba ba ba. Think this well, you got me yearning for the learning, reaching for the teaching. Barbanel, ba 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 Barbanel, ba 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 Barbanel, ba 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 Barbanel, ba 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 Barbanel.
J.M. and the A.M. Ahavas done by Donnie Gross off of the album Kumsitz in the Rain here at J.M. and the A.M. Thursday morning broadcast. Had a request for Sheer Soul. We just did Sheer Soul. That was the Imesh Gachich selection. You heard a couple of tunes before that. Uh, Schlock Rocks of Barbanel was in there, a.k.a. Pella with Adon Alum. On the Haros Bavel by Avrami Flam. 71 degrees, partly cloudy, a high of 82. Clear tonight, low 68. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high 84. Yerushalayim right now at 79. In Guilford, New York, our friends at Camp Missora have 49 degrees. Wow. We should go up to Guilford for a week. Do J&M up there for a week. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Go enjoy some time up at Camp Missora. Anyway, we'll be there Sunday. Hello to everybody who's heading up for visiting day this coming Sunday. There's nothing like visiting day. <laughs> Ask any experienced parent, they'll tell you. <laughs> nothing in the world like visiting day. Uh, so that's coming up this Sunday. We look forward to seeing everybody up there. Say hi, everybody. Make sure to say hi. If you are um, anxious to uh, allow or let other people know about uh, how to listen to JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network, come over to me. I'll give you a listener card. has all the information about how one can listen. By the way, if anybody needs listener cards to just, you know, be able to tell their friends, uh, you know, how to listen every day, just contact us, nachomandnachomsegel.com or call us in the studio. Be, excuse me, be more than happy to send you a pile of those cards so you can hand them out in the bungalow colony, in summer camp, or whatever city around the world you're in. You may be in some city in the United States, you know, you just want everybody at your minion to know about the, uh, about the show. Anyway, get in touch with us. We'll send you some listener cards, and uh, you'll be on the way to being one of our amazing deputies of spreading the word about the NSN and JM and the AM. Yeah. Oh, someone on the app commented, uh, wanted to know about the documentary. Well, that documentary that we've been talking about, entitled The Roja, is the story of those who escaped Hitler but ended up in Siberia, right? Ended up in uh, the eastern part of Russia. And how they survived the war. And that, that documentary is pretty powerful. It had its debut, its uh, premiere last night. And now that the premiere is over, uh, it's going to a lot of local locations. So the brand new documentary by Project Witness. And you can go to projectwitness.org for information. Projectwitness.org. It's going to be in Chicago tonight. It'll be Sunday, this coming Sunday, at the Young Israel of Hillcrest at 7.30. In Far Rockaway at the White Shul at 8 p.m. Monday uh, for women and girls at the Yeshiva of Spring Valley at 8 p.m. In Flatbush at Kahal Avraham Yaakov at 8 p.m. on Avenue N. 
Tuesday, it'll be in Lakewood at Orchus Chaim at 8 o'clock. And the Five Towns Tuesday at the Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst at 7.30. Wednesday, up in the Catskills, three showings for the women at Camp Tubby in Woodburn. In Borough Park Wednesday, for women and girls at Terrace Golda on 50th Street and for men at Lipschitz Hall on 14th Avenue. Thursday in Queens, a week from today in Queens, at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills at 8 p.m. and in Baltimore at the Base Yaakov Building on Smith Avenue at 7.30 p.m. Information about all of this, projectwitness.org, projectwitness.org, or dial 718-305-5244, 718-305-5244 for information. Uh, as we keep mentioning, Tisha B'Av is going to be a very big deal here at the Nahum Siegel Network. It's amazing what we are presenting. On Tisha B'Av, the day will start with JM Sunday with Matis, and then it'll move to our program in Staten Island. It'll be a live Tisha B'Av program from the new Springville Jewish Center on Saxon Avenue in Staten Island. Free admission, men and women invited. It starts with 820 Shacharis, then Kinnis will be explained by Rabbi Eliyahu Sonnenschein, Shlomo Schwartz, and Rabbi Moshe Faskowitz. Then thoughts about Tisha B'Av with Mayor Simcha Siegel and Rabbi Aaron Raps. Mincha will be at 145. The entire program will be uh, available via video. You'll be able to see it live at NahumSiegel.com. You'll be able to listen, obviously, on our website, on the app, and, of course, via the listen line. Information, 718-983-8063. That night, Tisha B'Av Night, Project Inspire, presents a program we need you, Stepping Up and Taking Responsibility, with Charlie Harari and the Project Inspire staff. Starts at 7 p.m. on Tisha B'Av, the live streaming talk show. Uh, and then, of course, will be available on our site, as it will uh, through many others. On Monday night, the 2018 premiere men's event for the Queen's Hatzalah uh, happens at the Queen's Museum with Ohad, the Adidim Choir, the Aaron Teitelbaum Symphonic Orchestra. Monday night, the 23rd of July, right after Tisha B'Av, starting at 6.30 p.m. with a lavish grand barbecue, raffles, wine tasting, and more. Information at 917-717-2131. Then we shift to Israel, Nefesh Benefesh, the show from the plane, which everybody looks forward to each year. That will air Wednesday morning during JM in the AM. Thursday morning will be Yom NCSY. Friday morning will be our NCSY summer program show from Beit Meir. And then, of course, Sunday back at Hask for the Hask Experience Day on the 29th of July. The Hask Experience Day, the 29th of July. And that will be happening um, up at Hask. Make sure to join us. Anybody who wants to uh, send us a shout-out, for somebody that's going to be at Camp Hask that day during um, during um, the Camp Hask Experience Day, or if you want to get us a shout-out for Yom NCSY, just send us an email, nachum at com and put in the subject line, shout-out NCSY or shout-out Hask, and we'll add it to our list of uh, different things that... Um, that have to be taken care of uh, for those shows. All right? Simple as that. And our friends at the Brooklyn Cyclones have their kosher food, kosher night, um, on Wednesday, August 1st. Wednesday, August 1st, brooklyncyclones.com, brooklyncyclones.com. Every ticket is 10 bucks. 
Go to brooklyncyclones.com. All right. So um, that is that. You could sponsor part or all of a JMNAM broadcast. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org for all the information. This is JM in the AM.
There we go. <laughs> Ari Goldwag helping us wrap up a, um, oh, what is today? <laughs> Thursday here at JM in the AM. Tonight begins the nine days. How do you like that? Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av, a one-day Rosh Chodesh begins tonight, and tonight begins the nine days. And um, I think officially in New York it's 828 sunset. For those who are very concerned about having meat uh, for dinner tonight. <laughs> Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a great Thursday for us here at JMDM. Well, the bulk of our programming uh, today is going to be uh, encore presentations, as is usually the case this time of year. Uh, so encore presentations of your favorite shows are coming up, including Charlie Harari, who follows next. And um, we are back live tomorrow morning, starting earlier, hopefully, than 6 a.m. Today there was no bonus JM, but tomorrow hopefully there will be before 6 a.m., so make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.